our young people in our schools are educated to make a difference. They're educated to selflessness. They're educated to accompanying others to change. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Valdoco podcast. Um, I'm Vicki. And I'm Father Steve. And we have a guest today, Father Lou, our boss. My boss. <laughs> well, hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. How about yourselves? I'm doing great. Very good. Good, good. Will you introduce yourself to sure. the people? I would love to. <laughs> I'm Father Lou Malinelli. Uh, I have been a Salesian for 40 years, and currently I hold the role of Delegate of Youth Ministry. Uh, and I've spent most of my Salesian life in our Salesian schools in our province as a teacher, a coordinator of youth ministry, a principal, and director and president. And um, was taught by the Salesians as well in high school at uh, Don Bosco Prep in Ramsey, New Jersey, and attended a Salesian parish in Malwa, New Jersey. So I have been Salesian through and through. <laughs> it's the beginning. It's in the From blood. The yeah. It's in the DNA. It's a rap sheet. It's a lot of uh, years as principals and directors and presidents and teachers. And, and just kid in a Salesian school. Yeah. yeah. You got it all. Cool. You yeah, got it good. all down. So we are happy to have you here. Mm-hmm. And we just want to recognize that both of you, both Vicky and Father Lou, are a bit tired today, probably, <laughs> because they had a long weekend down in Miami for our leadership retreat, and they had a little difficulty getting back on the airline and the flights <laughs> yes. and everything. So, But how was that? How was the experience down there in Miami? Uh, it was just amazing. It was a beautiful experience. Uh, this is our second one we've had this year, uh, one in Stony Point, now this one down in Miami, and uh, the young people were just awesome they really got into the spirit of everything they formed close bonds they grew in their love for the lord and for the oratory um yeah it was just great yeah it was beautiful beautiful good to be home um good to see the slr at home you know it's one of those things you dream of that you're like i want to bring this home and i ain't got to um and it was just an excellent team and the young team was so good and just everyone. Everyone was happy to be there, happy to be together, um, and really just super open to the spirit, really moving moving with them. So it was good. Beautiful weekend. So thankful we could be there. Um, we'll come back anytime, right? Absolutely. Go, back to Miami. The office now. Absolutely. We're moving the office to Miami? Yeah. I don't know if we can do that, but we certainly could go down for different things. Okay, perfect. Okay. Deal. Uh, good. So I'm good. I'm happy, happy that it went well. Sorry, I missed it. Would have been nice to be in Miami, but... Shout out to Miami. I'll be there in January, January 31st. And they're looking down. forward to seeing you, trust me. Yeah, I, hope. Big I hope so. <laughs> and then, Father Lou, before we dive in, we have our typical questions here. We ask our, our guests to try and get to know them a little bit better. Sure. A this or that question, so we just have a couple for you. You okay. choose one or the other. The first one is Thanksgiving or Christmas? Christmas. Wow. Okay. Wow. Very quick answer. Yeah, he knows. Very good. He knows. Okay, mine is, sticking with the holiday theme, is turkey or ham? Turkey. Okay. And do you call, what do you call a ham? A ham. But like from New Jersey, isn't that there's that whole debate? No, it's a, like pork roll or Taylor's ham. Ah. What do you yeah, call it? Ham. Okay. <laughs> so Just dramatic. Ham. Okay. Fresh ham sometimes. Fresh? Fresh ham. Fresh okay. Ham. That's yes. good to know. And then how about book or movie? If you had to spend... I don't know, a relaxing time, and you only had those two choices in front of you, you could watch a movie or read a book, 
Which would you choose? Uh, I'm going to show my age. A book. Okay. But a real What's book with page, a physical <laughs> book with a cover and pages that you turn. I'm with you. With your fingers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Got it. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, sweet potato casserole or cranberry sauce? Sweet potato casserole. Okay. Yeah, okay. I have to say that. That's a tougher one because they're both good, but I choose sweet potato casserole. Okay. Yeah. Great. Same over there? I would choose sweet potato casserole, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to my mom. My mom makes the best sweet potato casserole in the entire world. I love you, mom. <laughs> and anytime you want to share it with us, mom, we're here <laughs> to appreciate your culinary delights. Wow. Uh, great. Shout out. Shout out to my mom. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough for now. I think we, <laughs> we have a good, a good understanding of, or a little understanding of Father Lou here. Yes. Um, and we're just going to begin now to kind of speak about this school that prepares for life. So we, last episode, go check out the last episode with Father John Nazaro. We spoke about the home, you know, the home that welcomes and really setting that stage for the foundation of, of the Slesian charism and the mission that really needs to be a home that welcomes. Um, without that, it's very difficult to have a school that prepares for life. Mm. So we talked about the home, and then I just have a quote here about Valdoco from uh, one of our rector major past, Father Juan Vecchi. And uh, I'm just going to read this quote. It'll be in the description, hopefully, so you can read it. Um, but I'll read the quote, and then we'll kind of dive into a conversation about a school that prepares for life. So here is the quote. When we think of the origin of our congregation and family, we find, first of all, a community which was not only visible, but indeed quite unique almost like a lantern in the darkness of night. Valdoco, the home of a novel community and a pastoral setting that was widely known, extensive and open. Such a community gave rise to a new culture, not in an academic sense, but in that of a new style of relationship between young people and educators, between laity and priests, between artisans and students, a relationship which had its effect on the area and on the city itself. All this has had as, it, as its root and essence the faith and pastoral charity, which tried to create for, within a family spirit and led to a deep affection for God and Our Lady. End quote. So it's a long quote. Go back, read the description. But I find there's be a lot there to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just, it mentions within a family spirit. And that's what I just said. Now that we talked about that last time, this family spirit, the home that welcomes but really to think about this new style of relationship between young people and educators. Mm-hmm. So this school environment that created a new culture within Valdoco, within the city itself, um, but it really had a new style of relationship between young people and educators. And I guess I would like you to just speak on that, Father Lou, for a little bit, on this kind of the genius of Don Bosco, the essence of this relationship between young people and educators. You know, what was that feeling or what was that environment of the school that Don Bosco put forth, you know, his educational method, his, this relationship between young people and educators. You can kind of just speak on that to get us started. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, it's very simple what the genius is. It's simple for anybody who's a Christian who takes their faith seriously. And the genius of his educational style was love, loving relationship with the young. That wonderful saying and quote we have of Don Bosco, um, you know, for you I study, for you I work, for you I live, for you I am even willing to give my life, bespeaks a love, a selfless love, where the person who is the educator 
finds his or her greatest joy in giving of themselves to the young, of, of, of emptying themselves like Christ emptied himself for us. That charity that St. Paul speaks about in 1 Corinthians 13, that's, that's the genius of Don Bosco. Nothing for the educator. What the educator gets in joy is knowing that he is leading the young closer to Christ. That's the genius. The moment selfishness steps in even a little bit, the system breaks down. Yeah, beautiful. That's uh, yeah. I guess it's was that new? You know, was that something that was new in the time or in the educational method of that? You know, the 19th century when Don Bosco was just starting. <clears throat> Was that a new kind of revolution of, uh, of education? Yeah, it was a transition time in education from a system that was more law and order based, yeah. uh, repressive as we say. Don Bosco wasn't the only one who adopted this system of education, but he was the one that was, be, that was able to pull together all the best in these systems to create the preventive system. Okay. So... What he did was he made a first-rate program out of what modern educators in the 19th century were already starting to do, to form those relationships. Yeah. And when you speak about the preventive system, you know, so that's what we call his style of education, right? the preventive system. What are, I don't know, some of the elements or some of the, how could we use some words to define this educational? Right. Well, you know, St. John Bosco never taught something formal on the preventive system until 1874. From the time he began his oratory work after his ordination, when the oratory was finally established in 1846 until 1874, there was nothing ever really written down. What the young Salesians and the folks working with Don Bosco did was they looked at him. They saw what he did. They saw how he acted. And they modeled that. And Don Bosco would guide each one of them personally by seeing where their strengths were. And then, you know, whispering these little words in the ear of how to be better. Um, And then frequent use of the sacraments, especially of of reconciliation in the Eucharist, where someone who's an educator can, can bring their concerns and their faults before the Lord. And they can be guided along that right path. So really, the... That what we call the preventive system came about when St. John Bosco was finally told by Pope Pius IX, listen. <laughs> write something. Write, write something down, down please. Because <laughs> someday, you know, you're going to die. Yeah. And what are you going to leave your Salesians? Mm-hmm. So he wrote that little treatise on the preventive system, mm-hmm. basically focusing in on this whole system is based on reason, religion, and kindness. And, and that's the essence of the system. Yeah. Those three words, which to unpack those words will take a lot. Remember, the first Salesians didn't have to take time studying it because they just looked at what Don Bosco did and they modeled. Mm-hmm. The further we've gotten away from Don Bosco, the more we've had to study what it was like in the 19th century to do that yeah. and take from that the very best now for the 21st century. Not so easy sometimes. No, mm-hmm. no. Because what we don't want to do is we cannot do everything the way Don Bosco did in 1846. The world has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, some of the issues are still there for young people. They span the centuries. It doesn't matter. 
But the cultural significances have changed. Yeah. The world has changed. So what we have to think is if Don Bosco were here today in 2021, in this situation, how would he practice the preventive system? Yeah. Yeah. How would Don Bosco deal with social media? Remember, Don Bosco was big in the social media of his time. Mm-hmm. Reading books, writing pamphlets, that was the social media. How would Don Bosco use a podcast today, mm-hmm. like what we're doing now? Yeah. So we can't say, oh, that stuff is bad because Don Bosco didn't do it. Well, no, no, no. What, what would Don Bosco do if he was around today? So how do we make the preventive system come alive? today i think i think that's the genius of this system is that it transcends time because based on the gospel which mm-hmm. transcends time yeah, yeah. that's great yeah. And i don't know vicky i can put you on the spot because i i personally didn't go to Salesian school i didn't meet the Salesians until i was 24 and we forgive you yeah exactly <laughs> so i'm kind of the outsider i came in from the outside i i didn't come you know even yeah, I never really went to a school, so I'm learning everything kind of from the outside. But Vicky, you did go to a Salesian school, mm-hmm. so I don't know if you can speak maybe from a personal level, this reason, religion, loving kindness, this preventive system, this genius of Don Bosco and, and this new style of relationship, if there's something that you experienced in your four years at uh, La Salle in Miami. Um, I feel like now, as an adult, looking back, I can see it very clearly. Um, the way that they, they just built the school around the preventive system, um, because then it just seems normal, right? Like the rules are in place for this, or we're doing things this way, or it was fun. LaSalle was known for the, for the fun that was there. Um, they had a really good and still does have a, had a great peer ministry program, um, where people wanted to go on retreat and wanted to have these like deep encounters um, with the Lord and, and you just knew that the teachers that you were interacting with, like loved you and cared about you completely. Um, don't know how they do that in a hiring process. Kind of incredible. Um, but it's like people really bought into this system and it was just the, the, the culture of the school was the preventive system without ever using the words, right? Like I'm sure that I heard those words Every, every year, some point, when we watched the Don Bosco movie, right? Um, or like when Don Bosco Day would come around, I'm sure that we heard those words. But the words don't stick out. It was truly the feeling of the school, um, how just people cared um, and how they taught us. You, it, LaSalle had a, had a rap of, of being slack, right? But it wasn't, right? Like it really was this entire um, like formation of the person. There was service opportunities and education and clubs and ways to advance in your studies and just anything that you can imagine was there waiting at your fingertips um and I think now again looking back like it just makes sense right it really is the embodiment of the of the preventive system and the the Salesian style of education um that the adults are in it with the young people that they're learning too and they're walking through this like life together it's not just okay see you see you see you at four years and then you're gone and whatever. It really was this beautiful family spirit and still is like going back even this weekend, the amount of people that were like, I'm so glad you're home like that. But this real, like not Miami home, but home in LaSalle, you know, where we're all supposed to go back, right? Like that you're supposed to go back home and feel that sense of family. So it was, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to experience, but I think even more so to see it continue that that doesn't change. Um, it only gets better 
I think, for the young people that are there experiencing it. And, you know, listening to your story and, you know, I asked you about school Mm -hmm. and you spoke of service, you spoke Mm -hmm. of family spirits, you spoke of, you know, all of these different things. And I think that's the essence, a school that prepares for life. And so maybe you can speak on that, Father Lou, is that it's not just classroom academic is important intellectual ability and skills is important it's it's a foundation for a school we need to have good academics but this is not just to get into university no this is this system is meant to prepare us for life yeah. meaning forever mm-hmm. and so what are some things or you know speak on that a little bit that a school prepares for your life as a person. what we say a person but yeah. you know good christian honest citizen mm-hmm. like this right. whole everything we're supposed to be forming the entire person. Right. And well, thank you for asking that question because I feel very passionately about that. So the school prepares for a young person to come into the world and to engage the world and to work for change, to find the good that's in there and then to use his or her skills that he or she has learned in a Salesian school to make a difference to infuse it with gospel values, uh, you know, to lead by example. Now, we're not looking at one person to do that all by himself or herself. You know, that, you know, that was Jesus, you know. So, so, so what we're trying to do is to give our young people, you know, yes, the skills in academics, because you need good chemists, good physicists, good engineers. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, that's my area, so I should say... <laughs> Good people to read literature. You know, you need all that too. I I understand that. (laughs) Shout out to my sister who teaches English at Don Bosco Prep. So right there. But but how is that going to make a difference? And I've often said that when Salesian teachers in a school are building their lesson or building their unit in whatever it is, they have to be thinking not only how is this going to help my young person get to the next level of this topic but how is this lesson how is this information going to impact the student so that it changes them to make a difference so it's the preparation now for good citizens so that they can when they leave us formally because Salesian students never leave us mm-hmm. always part of the family they always say and they'll tell you they're part of the family mm-hmm. they do and they they will not be excluded you can try but they will <laughs> not be excluded and so once they they finish with us then they begin their journey of of going to round two of their Salesian education which is the preparation for heaven yeah. so all that we do leads to God and so I used to tell people in a Salesian school, if you want to know the difference between the director and the principal in a Salesian school, I'd say the principal is preparing you for college and your life here on earth. The director is preparing you for life hereafter. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to know how the difference between a director and a principal in a Salesian school, you just got it right there. <laughs> so so we can't we can't lower and put like the academics at a lower level than everything else. It's, it's the whole person yeah. mm-hmm. because God is touching that person. Maybe that young person will be like an environmental engineer and teaching that young person respect and care for God's creation. You know, what a beautiful gift to be able to give that to the world. Yeah. So our young people in our schools are educated to make a difference. 
They're educated to selflessness. Wow. They're educated to accompanying others to change for the good. Beautiful. And that's really, I mean, we have many goals, I guess, of this podcast. But for, for me, definitely, and I think also I can speak for Vicky, is to awaken a little bit of this call to mission. You know, mm-hmm. we speak about it a lot. We spoke about it in the, in the first two episodes of our call of really feeling this call to be mission, to go out and to serve. And, you know, like Father Lou was just saying, hopefully some young people who are listening or a Salesian family, you know, to, to reawaken, if it's not there already, this call to to mission, to use what we have learned in the Salesian schools, what we are taught, the Salesian family, the Salesian education method to yeah, to go out and, and to live this life as, as good Christians, honest citizens, to really fight for different changes, for to get involved in the communities, to get involved in your parishes. Um, so really a, an invitation and a call to to mission, you know, in a, in a Salesian way. Um, but yeah, together, you know, I think that's, we are part of the Salesian family. So as you graduate our schools, you are part of our Salesian family. And so trying to, to gather together and to, to make a difference in your communities is... Uh, yeah, and important. an important one too, because I think there's only so much that you guys can do, right? Yeah. Like as STBs, as FMAs even as well, like you you need the, the rest of the Salesian family to help that mission continue forward. Mm-hmm. And because it's, it's hard, you can't do it alone, right? And there are places that... I can't go and you can't go, but together, right, we can both go in and, and fill those places and, and help. Um, and so I think it's it's just important that um, that is a continual teaching moment that we keep in our schools and, and in conversation that the the young people, are, and all of them, right, every every Salesian person, every Salesian family member is, is called to serve in some way or another, big or small, whatever the Lord is putting in front of you. Um, but to take that opportunity and to, to go forward and, and be this good Christian and honest citizen that you're being formed to be, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Father, I have a question for you. Yes. Um, when you think about your time as a Salesian, as a principal, uh, even as a student, um, the impact of the young uh, in the like in your life over this, this span of working in education, what has that been for you? Wow. The impact of the young. <laughs> Well, I was thinking of the other day, the first students that I ever taught would now be 55 years old. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So when You're I... so young, Father. Oh, thank you so much. You I are young. You say that, yes. But I was not much older than them at that point, <laughs> you know. And, and, and I think about the impact. I mean, I have watched young people come out of the depths of some gut-wrenching physical and emotional traumas uh, to come out of it at the other side. I, I witnessed uh, two young people when they were 15 who got pregnant while they were in high school as sophomores and the baby was born premature and had a chromosomal disorder and the baby died after six hours of being born. And I witnessed that father standing up in the pulpit of his Catholic church in Ohio. And I witnessed him say to everybody, I now understand who Jesus is. He said, because my son died for me to give me back my life, that my life was going to be taking care of him. I was going to put aside all of my dreams I had, but my son offered his life for me. And he said, isn't that what Jesus did? Like, that was like, the 
when you think about the charismatic message, like the that central message of pro- proclaiming the kingdom, that that was the Gospel of Mark one fourteen mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, you know that that stands out to me as as the most incredible moment of my life. But I've had others where the young, you know, you know, they inform my faith. Yeah. You know, they challenge me. You know, and you know, young people are very idealistic. You know, and I can tend to dampen that idealism because I look at, you know, I've done this before. I've been around the block a few times. You haven't. Mm -hmm. But that's not good either. You know, I find young people want to do the right thing. They want to follow Christ. They want to do it. But they but they want to be free to not be told how to do it. They want us to accompany them. Mm -hmm. And they're not afraid for us to bring them to call them to task. If we're accompanying them along the way, not if we're like, you know, haranguing them, yeah. you know, uh, you know, there, I believe in, in, in our young people today, there's such a great depth of spirituality that is so Catholic, yeah. but our young people, many of them don't have the, the words or the theology to know what it is because they, for the most of it, have not been trained yeah. in the practice of the faith, but it's there. Mm-hmm. How do we draw that out of them? How do we help our young people to become sacramental people, yeah. you know, because th- that's what they want. You know, when you look at all the symbolism they have with, with, you know, all the other groups they're in, why wouldn't they want that symbolism in the Catholic Church? Look at the way they flock to Eucharistic adoration at holy hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like yeah. it's there, that's you know, and, and I think that's part of education too for us is to be able to, to take where they're at with that and then to name it for them. And to and, and and to allow them to express it in their way, you know, you know. Sometimes I think I'm a little bit of a relic with some of this stuff because you know I come at this from, you know, a period of transition in the church, which um, which was a beautiful transition, but um, there's so much more depth now in yeah. people. We can't let it go. We can't say, well, you know, these kids today they don't know what it means to have faith. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. They know more. That's the preventive system. That's the religion part. Capitalize on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's my soapbox for today. Yeah, that. that's no, a good one. Yeah. 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 And I think when we look at Don Bosco, you know, he did the same. There was, you know, many priests, perhaps in education or different different educators who remained separated. You no, know? so they they were where they were, and they expected the young people to eventually get to where they were. Mm-hmm. But Don Bosco was one who who really went exactly mm-hmm. where the young person was, whether that we. A young worker who was, you know, working in the factories or working as a bricklayer or an orphan on the street or whoever it was, he he literally went there, took them by the hand, and walked mm-hmm. side by side to to encounter Christ in this whole Valdoka experience. So it's really very incarnational, you know, mm-hmm. as we get ready for Christmas, like God coming to walk among us. Right, this yeah. is Don Bosco as educator standing with and for and walking with the young people is is very like incarnational uh, image. Right. And, and I think very good. And the other image I think is how have the young walked among you as Christ? Yeah. You know, I used to ask my teachers every year, or at least when I was at Shaw, um, our, our teachers would do their own personal plan of life based on a theme for the year. And one of the questions was always like, you know, how, you know, how have you changed? How have your young people changed you this year? Where have you found Christ in them? How have they pastored you? Sometimes we think we have to do all the pastoring. Yeah. But no, we can be pastored by young people. Mm-hmm. 
very, very much. We had a boy, uh, you know, it's a long time ago, maybe almost eight, nine years ago, at Archbishop Shaw, who died from brain cancer in the beginning of his ninth grade year. And a very deeply spiritual young man. And uh, when I visit him at the hospital, he would say, Father Lou, I'm a warrior for God. Wow. God's asking me to take up a task for him, and I'm his warrior. I mean, that that's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's... Dominic Savio-esque. Yeah. I mean, that that's like, you know, Laura Vicuña-like. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think about it, yeah. we still have that today among our young people, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, we need to capitalize on the fact that they can pastor us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can, and they can handle it. They really can. I yeah. think I had a few conversations this weekend with some of the young adults that were helping animate the SLR, and there's this just deep need for more that they want more and asking questions like why don't we have this and how can we do this and how can I get this and why don't people do this and and just listening to the questioning that it was really there and really present and that there's a deep need even if the lifestyle doesn't match yet Mm -hmm. that there's still a want for it and that there are people there thank god in the community that are saying doesn't matter where you're coming from like we want you as you are now like able to just with this willingness to grow and to change and to deepen their relationship with Christ. And it just beautiful, you know, because we meet some of these kids so fast Mm -hmm. um, on these Salesian leadership retreats. But then when you see them again in this role, Mm -hmm. either as a young adult or a young team helping out, they're just the depth really that's there and the real want that they, they want to be in the church. um, But the full church, right? Like not these pockets and pieces that they really want Mm -hmm. more um than what most is than what you know it's offering um and so i think it's good i think it calls us as ministers as as priests to to keep doing more and to keep looking and and listening to those to those questions um to where we can be more present in their life but then also where they can guide us because i think everything he was asking i was like wow Wow, I needed to hear that question. It was so it was so good. Right. It was so good. Awesome. I think one of and we'll finish with some of these things, but I was just thinking about the I'm pretty sure Saint John Bosco, one of the reasons he chose Saint Francis de Sales was for patience, no? Oh. That if you if we are going to be good educators, we really need to pray for the virtue of patience. Yes. Working with young people, you know, it's it's ups and downs. You know, you have days that they come in and they're on fire, they're ready to go, mm-hmm. and there are days that they want nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, and that's the patience of a a long vision. You know that we are like in this that. as as long as we can. We are accompanying. We are, but it's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be a you know I'm going to teach one class and everybody's going to be on board and that's it. <laughs> you know that it's a it's a long, not even just four years of high school, but we're talking a, life. a lifetime. A lifetime, you know, a lifetime of ups and downs and. I hear so many stories of priests who, you know, didn't get any thank yous at all from a young person during the four years. But now, 20 years later, when they're getting married or, you know, they look back and they come back to the the priest and say, you know, thank you for this or the brother. Thank you for that or the teacher. Um, So we're really looking at a long, long, patient uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) story here. Yes. Yes. It's even like, you know, when you're involved in the world of the young, you know, for me, it's all about making time to allow the spirit to work in the young. Where, where I could make a decision, and I know this would be the right decision, 
And we could avoid all these meetings yeah. and getting together <laughs> and 19,000 pizzas and everything else like that, you know. But it's, but it's important to yeah. do that. And so for me, my patience comes in, in uh, you know, really trying to allow the Holy Spirit to work and not to come up with all the answers right away. Because mm-hmm. I could. Yeah. And, and and that takes humility, which I don't have all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I was very humble saying that. Well, it's true. <laughs> you know, um, I, I remember we had this group of kids at Don Bosco Prep one day. I was director. They came into my office, a group of juniors, and they said, you know what? They said, you know, you're not doing enough to build the spirit in this school. I said, oh, okay. I said, well, what do you want to do about it? They went, excuse me? I said, well, if you don't think it's enough spirit, then do something about it. Yeah. So they formed this group called SACT, Student Advisory Committee to the Director, S-A-C-T. And they met once a month. Yeah. And, of course, it was around pizza and lunch because, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to feed and they came up with some phenomenal thing. This was really before the EPC and our and our, and our works was taking off. Yeah. They did some phenomenal things, you know. And what it did was it brought people together. Mm-hmm. It formed community. It mm-hmm. formed Catholic community. So yeah. yeah, you have to allow the spirit to lead. Yeah. And it was messy, like it wasn't orderly <laughs> outlined in folders, right? Like you like to do, Vicky. Like that. <laughs> it was like okay, here we Let's are. Let's talk about it. Let's go. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Do you like my folders? I love your folders. Yes. <laughs> So maybe let's finish with the last question here. It's, uh, yeah. Okay, Father. With that, please, I was saying. Um, what advice would you give to an aspiring teacher or to a young Father Lou? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. To a young Father Lou, yes. I would give don't sweat the small stuff. Because mm-hmm. I sweated the small stuff <laughs> constantly. Mm-hmm. Don't sweat the small stuff. To an aspiring teacher... I think the best advice would be the advice that I started with. Get to know your students and love them. Mm-hmm. Everything else will fall into place. You have this. You know, you've been to school. You have all the technical things you need. Form a relationship with your kids. Mm-hmm. Meet them where they're at. If you can do that, then you would be able to teach them whatever you wanted and they're going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, But you could be the most skilled person in the world if you haven't formed a relationship with your kids it's, it's not going to work. Yeah. I think that's the best advice. And that's the heart of the preventive system is relational. Yeah. Don Bosco's system is all relational. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's true. So, you know, if you are a teacher, we find over and over again that if you go to a student's games, if you go and go to a club, if you get involved. We just had a teacher the other day. You know, he came to one of our nights of adoration and there's open gym afterwards. And, you know, he had a good time. This teacher just being with the young people and that relationship starts to form and the students will start listening to you. You start to have this bond and there's trust there. And, you know, without trust, there is no love. And without love, there's no true education. You know? mm-hmm. So, you know, go, go to a game, go to a club, go get involved outside of the classroom. Um, in a couple of podcasts, a couple of episodes, we're going to talk about that playground, mm-hmm. how important it is. We won't talk about it now, but it's coming up. So stay tuned to Valdoco podcast. Um, but I think that's... That's good for today. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me. This Thank was wonderful. Can we, uh, yeah, can we ask you to close us out in a prayer? Yes. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of our vocation as Salesian family. We thank you especially for the gift of young people that you have entrusted to us to mold, to lead, 
to help them to transform our world for good. Lord God, help our young people stay safe, to recognize your presence in their life, and help us who are given the vocation to educate them realize the great, wonderful call we have and that we will continue to do it selflessly and generously for the good and salvation of our young people. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Mary, help of Christians. Pray for us. St. John Bosco. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And uh, don't forget to follow us. We have a YouTube page, Salesians of Don Bosco. We have Instagram page, S-Y-M underscore Bosco. (laughs) And uh, don't think that this podcast is only going to be about Salesian SDBs. We have Mm -hmm. FMAs coming up. We have cooperators, young people on the way. So... Stay tuned. Check out the last episodes. Vicky, anything you want to say? Yeah. On Facebook, if you want to hear more from Father Lou, he has his Good Morning Thoughts on our uh, Slesian Youth Movement page. So if you want to learn more about the Slesian, anything, he's talking about it. And he's great at it. Good job, Father Lou. Check the description. Check the description for the quotes. I will put it in there for you. (laughs) Great, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye.